Welcome to Yilla Mensa, exploring cross-centered contextual justice in the South African context. Yilla Mensa is a ministry of Isamambano, Center for Biblical Justice. I am your host, David Pluter, and with me is John Skippers in the studio. Mm-hmm. My man. Hey, David. Good to be with you on a interesting day today. Interesting Monday morning, as we said. Interesting suggest. Monday morning, indeed. Yeah. Um, I can't even say that a lot has been happening just in and around the city. A yeah. lot has been happening in the world. Yep. Everybody knows that the outbreak of COVID-19, mm-hmm. uh, the coronavirus, it's just been a time of, yeah, just just people's, people's lives have been brought to a halt. Yeah. Things have been turned upside down yeah. in so many ways. Those are people who've been, who've had family uh, members and friends uh, affected by right. the virus. All over the world. Uh, all over the world. Mm. Uh, maybe maybe you're listening to this and you're like, I know some of the people right. uh, who has been affected uh, either directly, mm. indirectly. Sure. Um, so a lot has been happening. Right. Uh, last night we had our president address us right. uh, on, on the issue, on the matter. Mm-hmm. And he declared... Uh, a national state of disaster. Right. Um, it's appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 w- with all the measures that that comes with that, all the all the things that comes with uh, the coronavirus and uh, being declared as a national state of disaster. Right. Um, everything that needs to be implemented to ensure that uh, our safety and people's well-being right. is is ensured. I know there's a citizen. Uh, travel ban right. to all the major affected cities. Right. Uh, there's been, from the 18th of March, I think, schools will be closed. Will be closed. Yeah. Schools will be closed. Uh, just general advice on, 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 on keeping yourself, your hygiene up, uh, malls. I don't even know how this is going to look for malls. Are they going to put things outside, yeah. in front, just public spaces yeah. in the workplace? Mm-hmm. Um it's just a lot has been has right. been happening, but 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 we wanna as Isabombano and Yella Mensa, we 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 felt like I think what we've had scheduled just needed to be put yeah. on hold a little bit, right? And uh, and focus on what is what is currently just a massive massive conversation. Right. I think that that the nation and the world is having, and I think we need to be be having, right? Uh, especially uh, looking at it from a particular. From a justice angle. Right, right. Um, John? It really is quite overwhelming when you think about it. When when you examine, when you see what's going on in the world. And I think a lot of our response has just been overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. I'm fearful. I'm panicky. And so listening to the president last night, I, th- I thought he did pretty well. Uh, I thought he really was quite decisive. Yep. I know that there are more uh, precise measures that need to be outlined, like malls and schools and all that, all these kind of things, and economics particularly, how yeah. this is going to affect the economy. But um, I thought, as an initial address, I thought it was it was it was incisive. It was yeah. clear. Um, I think there was some clear leadership, and hopefully, even this morning, we're going to get um, more detailed measures from some of the relevant ministers. ministers. Yeah. And yep. so, yep. so we we look forward to seeing what that is. But um, we face the possibility of churches being closed down, of yep. stopping services. Certainly, I mean, one of the the um, Measures. And the measures was that yep. gatherings over a hundred are are illegal, and wow. so if you're in a larger church, that means you should not be meeting this Sunday, uh, which is that's quite a change. What do you do with that? Not just in terms of our 
our, our rhythms of life, but just even in terms of our coping mechanisms, our communities, our support yeah. structures. So mm. it's going to be a trying and a difficult time, as we've seen in other parts of the world, certainly for the people of South Africa. And so we just, I feel like we're kind of sitting with all that. Um, certainly as, as someone who has, has kids, obviously there's, there's real worries around that and you want to parent well. Um, and, you know, I've never been prepared to parent through this. You know, I mean, there's nothing in recent history, and I, I only even suggest maybe even in history in total that kind of prepares us for it. So we've seen massive plagues that devastated like London or Rome or or, or certain areas yeah. or countries, but I, I, I don't know of anything, and I do stand to be corrected, that has had this kind of global impact. Yeah. So even as a parent, I sit here and say, how do I parent my kids well through this, that they trust in God, uh, that there's not a panic but yet there is, we don't try and hide it from them and just uh, pretend like the world's all okay because it's, yes, it's not. Um, so how do we teach that faith in God? How do we teach it? So, I mean, those are just like some of so, the million thoughts going through my head. Yeah. I don't know. Where, where are you at? What, what's going through your I, head? Yeah, I think as a, as a, as a parent, I think um, that's probably one of the, the big things for, for, me, for me and my wife as we mm. think about this. Uh, and especially me... Uh, going out to work every day right. uh, and then coming back uh, you always in the back of your mind right. oh, I hope I don't bring this right bring this home right um, I think it's just 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 that but also at the same time discipling mm. your family right uh, through through that mm. and I think and I think we're going to speak about this in a minute but also having people in Elsie's River in the right. Cape Flats right having family there sisters mm. mom um the worry of of, right. of them over there and me staying in Mowbray. Right. Just a lot of emotion. Like, right. And knowing that your family also work in, in, in retail. Right. Uh, especially like ShopRite and, and, right. and these kind of places. There's a lot of traffic there. Right. And so I think for me, it's just been a, a, a bit of a personal concern. Right. For, for loved ones. Right. Um, as you say, as I'm grappling with, but how does... How does the Bible challenge me? Right. Um, how does the gospel challenge me right. to think about life right. uh, in the midst of that? Mm. Uh, but at the same time, as I think about because because I think there's a lot being said about eternal sort of perspective and how right. how does your 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 justification, your assurance of of knowing that you are fine and yeah. those in Christ are fine. There's a lot of talk around that, but there's not a lot of talk around justice. Right. Now the gospel affects justice and actually being concerned, having a healthy concern for the people right. affected right. most by this. Right. Yeah. And so hence my concern for my family members mm. in the Cape Flats. Right. And as probably this question is the first question I want to pose to you. Right. Is how, how do you think, how will this affect, uh, the people in the township in the Cape right, Flats, right. Uh, majority poor people. How will this play out mm. in that context? I mean, mm. that is that is a big alarm. There's a right. lot of a lot of stuff on social media being right. being being right. even just just asked people like, what does quarantine, self quarantine look in that context right. when a, when people stay in a shack in in one open plan you know type room? Right. Right. What does it even look the right. the measurements that's in place where? Where there's not even basic services, right? Uh, to wash hands, wash and, hands yeah. and, and man, yeah. Maybe maybe we can just back up slightly here. And obviously, we just want to disclaimer: neither of us are medical 
all development professionals. Yes, yes. So um, we we are hoping, and again, this is all just depends. I mean, I think there's a lot of uncertainty. So we are hoping in the next bit, trying to get some of those professionals in and do a little bit of an interview with them and just find out from, you know, pastors in, in yeah. maybe township areas, maybe a doctor, just trying to get some perspective and, and hopefully Christians who are able to reflect a little theologically yes. on their role there. The, in, in one sense, these thoughts that we just wanted to sit down and put together this morning are some of our, just our initial thoughts. Yeah. Um, and so we, we come really as Christians as, who have some theological background trying to reflect on this. Um, but we are not experts, but we would actually like to, if possible, we're going to try and see if we can get some uh, material, uh, some episodes recorded with some experts uh, for you up there. So back to the question is how will this affect, you were saying, the the poorer areas? And we were reflecting on this at church last night. And for me, one of the key things is that all the measures that are taken to try and contain the virus, because we can't cure it right now. Yeah. We can only contain it and manage it. All seem to resolve around re- revolve around resources. So do you have the resources in order to self-quarantine? Do you have the resources in order to uh, buy hand sanitizer, in order to actually have running water in your home? And we know, and it's, and we've been talking about this for years, those of yeah. us who've been thinking yeah. about justice, is sanitation is a real issue in townships. There are still places where people do not have access to adequate sanitation, which is a yeah. normal problem. Mm. You put an epidemic in here, this is a real problem. The areas are unhygienic anyway, yeah. There's hygiene issues there. Um, no fault of the people of there, uh, uh, the people that live there. It's just the structural issues there. And like you said, how do you self quarantine when you live in a shack with ten people, or you live in a flat with two families? Yep. The problem becomes then is if the virus gets into these areas, sure, it could wreak havoc because we can't manage it. So at the moment, I mean, we know that. Hmm. That in the initial contact with us is coming probably through wealthier people, people who have access to travel, hence and, and self-quarantine. Self, self, self so those measures yeah. make sense there. Yeah. The problem is many of those people, we've got to ask questions, who's cleaning their homes? Who's working in their businesses? Who's working in their gardens? Who are the people that are wor- working in their hotel rooms? Yeah. And very often those are the poorer people. And so self-quarantine for those people is, is, is key. Yeah. The question is, can we maintain it? And I, the president even hinted last night that we're starting to get the first, uh, that we have the first case of an internal infection. Infection. So someone who hasn't been traveling or had direct yeah. contact with someone who'd been traveling. Yeah. And so the, the real worry is, what if it gets into those areas where self-quarantine is not an issue, so, yeah. where hand-washing is possible but is a lot more difficult, yeah. hence it's going to be a lot more difficult to contain. And... If we add to the fact that we have many people in our townships and Cape Flats areas who are struggling with TB, who are HIV positive, so they're already immunocompromised. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Um, it just could wreak havoc. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a real scenario, I think. Yeah. So, so as you said, like initially, like we, we are not medical doctors. We're not mm. medical experts. And so we are speaking from, from a theological playing field. And as people who love the Lord Jesus mm. and love what his gospel um, is doing in the lives of people, mm-hmm. in the hearts of people. Yeah. I think, and we know, it's not a matter of thinking, it's a matter of knowing that, that justice is is right up there. Right. Matthew 23, verse 23, uh, justice and mercy, the more right. important matters of the law. For me, one of the most practical things, having that concern, that nice. biblical concern, one of the most practical things is, is, is kids. 
Um, yes. You spoke about, you know, the workplace and, and what does that look like? How, right. how, will, how will that affect people? But then these people uh, in, in, in poorer communities, they leave their kids behind. Mm. And uh, what does that look like for them? Um, right and the concerns the parents and the schools have, are closed and the schools are schools are being closed on the right. 18th as well yeah. until what is it the weekend after yes, Easter? It's, it's a month so yeah, almost it's a, a full month almost a full month and that that's the earliest sure. so they may they may prolong that school closure hmm. depending on what the situation looks like there i mean that's the earliest they're going to open yeah and so, so just the just the, the the implications of that. Who takes care of the kids? Yeah. Uh, maybe you you say yes. Um, you know, on holidays it's the same problem. And right. so there's 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 older kids, but there's younger kids it's who young. goes, to, goes yeah. to crash. What happens there? Mm-hmm. And these people, some of them don't even have the money to make sure that somebody takes care right. of of the kids. Right. And, right. And I'm thinking about people who come sure. and domestic workers come and yeah. clean your. If you if you would say to them, uh, uh, don't come to work this right. this, this week mm. or the next two weeks, right? Uh, what does it even look like for them? Right. And I think one of the things we need to consider is: Do we say I'm gonna I'm gonna pay you right half a wage? I'm gonna pay you your full wage. Yes. As Christians, I think we need to be yeah. thinking in a in a Christian gospel manner right. about the implications of exactly. that and what the cross means. What does right. it mean for me to take up my cross? Yeah. Sacrificial. What is what is mm-hmm. what does it mean for me to take up my cross during this during this mm-hmm. time? Which comes back to the question of uh, I know there's a lot of stuff on TGC, the mm. Gospel Coalition being put out on, on right. Christian responses. Right. There was uh, a really good article. I think we'll put it below the this. This podcast. this podcast, we'll put a couple of resources, resources there as well. Articles. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So then coming back to that question, what is the church's response? Right. And as a recent father, just thinking mm. of kids, you know, we often think about, when you think of church, we think just the congregation right, of, right. Oh, that's of good, yeah. the older people. But right. what about the younger people? Right, right. And what does biblical education look there Right. right. in terms of, just equipping them to think, are we le- as the church, are we leaving it up to the schools? Are we leaving right. it up to right. the government out there? Or right. are we, is our Sunday school, is there a, a yeah. Christian framework for thinking of the little ones? Right. So, I mean, just even when you're talking about the, the reality of kids, um, just, I just want to go back a little bit. You're talking about the reality of kids being at home and no one to look yep. after them. Is I mean, one of the other things that, that are, is encouraging social distancing is working from home if you can which yeah. is great. I have a Wi-Fi connection. I can do that. I pretty much do that most of the time. But it, it, it's possible for, for many of us with means to work from home. Uh, and even those of us with means or with credit access to credit, we can stockpile items. You know, we can yep. stockpile food. We can say, hey, we, we might be quarantined. Or The reality is if you're, if you're working daily wages, contract wages, you get paid daily or weekly, you don't work, you don't get paid very often. Yeah. And I think of people like domestic workers, people like gardeners, people, all kinds of people. Yeah. Um, even when we think of all these sporting events that are cancelled, all these uh, concerts that are cancelled, Who? what about the vendors that work there? What about the people who clean up? Yes. What Are they just not being paid? Wow. I mean, that is a significant economic knock there. Whilst we, we, we think of the kids in the townships and the Cape Flats areas who are left alone, but the reality is while I can still be at home with my kids, yeah. those parents, if they... They cannot stay home with their kids because they have to work. Yeah. And even by working very often, they are exposing themselves to the virus. Because remember, the virus is, 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 is not coming from the poorer areas to the wealthy areas. Like, it's flipping <laughs> our narratives on its head. It's actually 
the, the poorer areas are in danger from the wealthy Life areas. Things. So in a sense, we want to actually keep the people in the poorer areas out of the wealthy areas so wow. they don't get infected. Sure. You know, it's, yeah. you know, you think of like these images we have of the poor and they're dirty and everything. No, no, no it's, it's actually not that. They clean. <laughs> they, they, they're actually fine. And I'm not saying the wealthy are dirty, but it's that image that yeah. that is the danger area. Yeah. And so yeah. actually we want to do everything we can to try and keep the virus from traveling from the wealthy areas to the poor areas. I mean, just think of the means of public transport. I mean, those are mass gatherings. Yeah. Those are easily 100 people in a, in a railway carriage, yeah. probably. I mean, I don't know what the limit is, but we know that in South Africa, we have different ideas of, of limits. You know, those yeah. are guidelines yes. often. And that's you close proximity. So I love what you were saying about can we think about ways that we can say, don't come to work. I will yeah. pay you your sure. wage. I will pay you full wage yeah. to stay home. Mm-hmm. So that A, you can be with your kids. B, you're not in, you're not in danger of being infected or bringing the, the virus into communities that are vulnerable. Is that what it looks like to love your neighbor? You know, we want to say, but that'll cost so much. But think about that parable of the Good Samaritan. What does he say? He gives the money to the innkeeper and he says, this is for the initial needs. And when I come back, whatever he owes, I'll pay. What if that guy is there for five months? What if he's seriously ill? What if he, he don't even know the costs. And Jesus says, be like that guy. Be like that guy. Now that, I mean, that's profoundly challenging to me. But I'm saying... To love our neighbor might really cost those of us who sure. wealth and influence. I have a few more thoughts on that, but yes. I want to bounce it to you. No, I, I think we, we, my wife and I, were, were challenged by the lady that comes in mm. to come and help us. She comes in once a week mm. um, to come and help us. And we were like super tight. And we said, we can't even afford to, to, to help you. And we were just stunned when she, when she said to my wife, um, I want to serve. And it's like, but, but I was like, I don't have money to pay you, like, yeah. but I want to serve. Yeah. The implications, part of it was, even if you don't pay me, I, I want to serve you. Wow. And, and my wife said, and I said to her, no, we, of course not. Let right. her come in and just tell her that we will, we will help her. But right. then even then I felt like, does she even have transport money? That made me think about my current situation. Right. And I was like, no, I, she served me and she's serving me. Right. Uh, and us and our family, certainly, we, right. we can love and serve right. her. I don't know what, is this, what this looks like for corporations. I don't know what it looks like for small business owners. Right. Right. But I, I, I definitely think that if we're serious about what the gospel demands of us, right. uh, I think it's, it's, it's Hebrews chapter 10 says that the, the saints were willing to let go of their land, their homes. Right. Uh, Right. And 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 cost to serve cost to serve their yeah. brothers uh, for the sake of the gospel. Right. Really, we, we're coming and saying, what is the theology that frames us? What is it that we move towards? Yeah. We're on a trajectory towards generosity, towards other people centered, towards loving our neighbor, and all of that is it's costly. And so we know it's going to cost. We know some of you are facing massive challenges. We don't want to downplay that. Yeah. But we're mm-hmm. saying, how much are we thinking of the other? How much, how can this be a chance for us to love the other? And what I said earlier, when I said that, that managing and containing this, this virus is so connected to the resources. We live in a, we live in a, a sort of post, uh, I guess in a post-apartheid city that still is very much structured around apartheid structures. And you sit and you go, the resources in order to manage this virus are still sitting with some groups. And in the church even. We have parts of the church that are immensely wealthy, have immense access to resources. 
And we have parts of the church that are immensely poor that do not have access to the resources. I mean, yeah. and we're just talking in the church. Yeah. I think this is a conversation that goes wider than the church. Yeah. But let's just keep it in-house for a minute, you know, because yeah. I think it makes the point. And my question is saying is what would it mean to be the church, big C church, yeah. what would it look like to yeah. be the church in this time? Those who have resources, giving up their resources, laying down their rights and their privileges, Philippians 2, following Jesus. This is what yeah. Jesus does. He gives up his rights and resources to love us and saying, what could that look like? Yeah. And I just, I, I'm just thinking about there's, there's some talk that maybe at times tests might cost money. Mm. Can, mm. can those of us with resources give up that money? And I'm just thinking about the ability to self-quarantine. We know that it can, it can slow down the virus. What if those of us with resources, what if we open up those resources? Again, please, this is not a medical opinion. But what if we were able to open up churches or church buildings? Yeah. Or even homes. What if we were able to provide spaces where people could self-quarantine? Sure. What a profound act of loving our neighbor. Perhaps it costs to ourselves. Perhaps mm-hmm. a tremendous cost to ourselves. But are we willing to do that? Mm-hmm. When I mm-hmm. see Jesus, he doesn't hold back. Mm-hmm. And so I just wonder, what do we do with our money? What do we do with our time? Do we, are we buying soap and hoarding it for ourselves? Mm-hmm. Are we finding ways to, to give it to those who need it? Are we finding hand sanitizer? Bottled water. I don't even know if that's feasible, but it's, it's ways that we can start getting the sanitation into the home to maybe yeah. start to slow these things down. I think yeah. we've got to get really creative. Great. And may I say just also in that, if you've been thinking about this in this way, think of, of organizations that you could be working right, with. Right. You know, when helping hurts, we, yes. we don't want to be hurting. Yes. We want to be helping. So work our, with the people, yes. yeah. So so find out about organizations, and in the weeks to come, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna be having those organizations yeah. and people yeah. in the room, and hopefully have some conversation and actually mm. just hook you up with. And if we have some information, even before we post this, we'll put it below the podcast. So just have yeah. a look there. Yes. Um, but we want to we want to equip you. You don't want to sort of moan. We want to say let's be aware of the structural yeah. issues. Let's be aware of the pre- the prevailing economic and structural issues that that have been there before sure. but are just going to be so are going to be so obvious and this this endemic almost exacerbates what are already crisis issues. Yes. This is not a, an appeal only to those with means. It's right. those who are in the community, it's the church yes. in the township Amen. who needs to love with the means that the Lord has, has enabled and given to yes. them. We're not asking if I should be just bold and blatant. I mean, this is this is Isfambar, this is Yellow Mensa. Uh, this is not just a, a, an appeal to white, middle class, right. and even myself included, right. uh, Christians. Mm-hmm. This is an appeal to all Christians to say, you know your neighbor, right, and you know that the Lord uh, challenges us on right. our understanding who our neighbor is. Right. And I, I'm also aware that Galatians, I think it's Galatians 6. Do good to all men? Y- yeah. Yes. Galatians uh, 6. Eh? First to the church and then to all, men. Uh, yeah, to all men. And so you have and to. Women. Women. Uh, yes, fact. yes. You have translation. To, <laughs> I apologize. You, you, you have to hold that together. That yes. as you as you love the church, right. God gives us a responsibility towards all people. Oh, absolutely. We must take care of the city and we must take care of the people right, that surround right. us. And I, I think particularly the vulnerable. We know that in the early church, when they were still persecuted, when they were still a minority, we know that Rome was beset with plagues. And plagues would sweep through, killing people, 
people being seriously, seriously ill. And what would happen is anyone who had the means would get out of the city, not only Rome, just other cities of the Roman Empire. They would get out. They would leave their sick very often. Yeah. And they would, they would race out the city. They would get themselves to safety. And who would move in? Who would go and care for, for those who are infected? Who would love? Who would be those who, who would yeah. get alongside? It was the Christians. It was the Christians. And so many of them even gave their lives. And, and I'm not saying don't be wise. I think be wise. And I think, but the reality, because we, we're living in a different medical world, but the reality is, are we prepared to love our neighbor, our, our vulnerable neighbor? Because what happens, we see in the Roman Empire, that as people survive the plague, as people move back, what happens? You survive the plague. You say, tell me about this Jesus. Yes. Tell me about this Jesus. And the Christian church exponentially exploded in people coming to faith in those centuries. Sure. And one of the primary reasons was because Christians loved their neighbor in yeah. times of crisis, even at the cost of their lives sometimes. Church, will we stand up? Mm. Will we rise up? Will even this, this, this tragedy, will it be one of the finest hours of the church in following our Lord Jesus in loving sacrificially those who, who even in the history of South Africa, we were taught not to love. Could this be the finest hour of people saying, oh, I get that gospel. Sure, I see yeah. that gospel. Yeah. I want to know this Jesus. Mm. I, I'm praying that this virus stops. I'm praying it miraculously yep. disappears. Yep. But if it doesn't, I'm praying that this would be an hour of the church standing up yes. and loving our neighbors like never before. Yes. One of the, the 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 good things or good works that we can do is definitely prayer. Amen. Uh, uh, it's it's preaching the gospel. Um, I, I'm thinking of a particular priest by the name of Father Damien, as a Catholic priest hmm. who worked amongst lepers, hmm. um, and he he literally he was he was given the name uh, Father Damien by the local lepers. Right. And he gave his life. I think. And towards the end of just that, I can't remember where the plague was. Uh, you can you can search this. Right. Uh, um, and he he contracted leprosy sure. at the end, and he and he died as a consequence. Sure. Uh, now, what we are saying as as, as Yellow Mensa is is at the one hand we're saying there is sometimes there's that call where God, however He works in your heart, whatever that looks like, whatever that means, if you are going to be in the front lines, like nurses, Christian nurses, and yeah. and doctors are literally. Uh, yeah. you know loving uh, loving they really they 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 really yeah. in it sure um if 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 so if, much if the lord has called you in any means to just assist in that way right. uh be wise about it we're yes. not saying be blind about it yeah. we're asking you to please please do everything mm. part of loving your neighbor is checking your own hygiene exactly yeah um as you make sure that you that, that's part of loving as mm. you as you make sure that you you dive deep into solid gospel justice work. Right, right. Uh, we're not saying be blind and be naive about right. the virus either. So mm. please, please, please uh, take caution. Right. Uh, love, love the Lord, love yourself and love your neighbor. Mm. Mm. There's a lot more we can say, uh, but hopefully in the, in the weeks, in the weeks to come, mm -hmm. uh, we'll be sharing a whole lot more and we'll have, we'll have the experts in the room. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully we'll have the experts in the room. And uh, and if not, we will we will contact them from a distance. <laughs> yeah, we might need to do that. We yeah. might need to do that. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, we we we're gonna have the conversation yeah. on on this level. I know everybody's having the conversation on on all you know different platforms, yeah. different kinds of mm -hmm. where they're pitching it. This is what we do. Mm -hmm. um, 
Thank you for listening once yeah. again. I'm signing out, David, mm. John. Yeah, I'm signing out as well. Guys, we'd love to hear your feedback and your comments. Uh, this is this is an important discussion. Uh, so drop your comments, drop your feedback. And Vasila Anaya. Vasila And don't forget that Yellow Mensa is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Uh, you can go there and give us ratings, but also remember that Yellow Mensa is produced proudly mm. by Exilic Music. Signing out. Got work to do.